God, I bless you. God, I bless you. I thank you this morning, God, for waking us up, for allowing us to see this your day that you've created. Thank you this morning for bringing us out today, God. Lord, we ask that you speak and we listen. We ask you, God, that you direct our focus directly on you and only you, Jesus. Yeah, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. Mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Yeah, it kind of calms me down a little if I get some call and response. You know, I used to be a worship leader. That's what we do. We say something and y'all respond back, right? Amen. Amen. This morning, we're going to look at uh, a, a familiar passage and actually... I hate to say that I preached it before, but I preached it before. <laughs> so act like you ain't never heard it, okay? <laughs> and, and, and before, I think I had explained to you guys that I have this weakness. I, I'm, I, I'm insecure. It's, it's called insecurity. And I've been working on my confidence, but it's still there. And I think the root of it is because I, didn't, I wasn't raised with my biological father. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know him. God did bless me with a beautiful and a wonderful stepfather, which I never used the word step. He was daddy. Yeah, that's my daddy. And so uh, because of that, though, you know, you feel not valued, right, when you're insecure or, or you don't understand what happened and, and what did you do wrong. So, and so I lived many years insecure, and actually it's still there, hence my notes. <laughs> hence my notes. It's still there, and at the age of 58, guess what? I met my biological father, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and we're, we're, we, we have a relationship. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And guess what? He told all of his wives all about me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, uh, yeah. But I imagine some of you have weaknesses as well. Right? Right? It might not be insecurity. It might not be uh, that. It might be a sickness. It might be an addiction. It might be you fill in the blank. You know what it is, right? We all have a form of weakness. But there is good news. There's good news. See, if we've given our life to Christ, if you're a blood-bought Christian, then guess what? Uh, we have the power inside of us to endure, overcome, battle back what's going on outside of us, those weaknesses that we have. Amen? Amen? So, so let's look to the Bible and see what the Lord has to say. So this morning we're going to look at a passage. Actually, it's a letter, and it was written from one of our most popular uh, preachers by the name of Paul. <laughs> the Apostle Paul. He wrote this letter to a church he founded uh, in this town called Corinth. 
It was mostly made up of Gentiles. It was a big old city, had a lot going on. And people kind of compare it to maybe Vegas. It was like a, a wild life. But this church gave him the most trouble. So he, they say he wrote four letters, but there's two recorded in the Bible. Yeah, he had to tell them, he had to straighten them out. <laughs> Amen. So he's going to straighten us out this morning. Amen. About our weaknesses that we're trying to get rid of. Okay. So Paul, uh, the, there was these um, false apostles that tried to divide the church. And so what they had done was they came to the church and they were trying to put down Paul and said he was weak and he don't boast about his accomplishments, but they boast about their accomplishments. And so Paul was like, because Paul had a lot to boast about. When y'all go home, I'm going to ask y'all to read uh, uh, another, the chapter before the one we're going to look at, because he had a lot of stuff to boast about. But Paul said, I don't boast about my accomplishments, but what I will boast about are my weaknesses. Amen. And, and what we're going to see is this particular experience he had, and we're going to see that his weakness was actually his glory. Amen. So uh, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I don't want somebody to repeat after me. The power, the power of, weakness. of weakness. The power, the power of, weakness. of weakness. So we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 10. So 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. But I'm going to start reading at verse 2 just for some context, okay? That okay? The ESV. Yeah, talk back. Unless I say something wrong. <laughs> okay, then say, I don't agree with that, ma'am. <laughs> Beginning at verse 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me. To keep me from becoming conceited, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. <laughs> but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, 
I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Why is that, Brother Paul? He said, because for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. Eddie, can you post my big idea on the screen? Amen to the reading of the word and the hearing of the word. And my big idea is this. As believers, we have something inside of us. Something inside of us that will help us to endure what's happening outside of us. We have something on the interior that helps us endure or battle those exterior things, those weaknesses, the power of weakness, the power of weakness. Now, ain't that something? Who would have thought a weakness would be powerful? Let's see. Let's start with verse 7. I'm going to read it again because we only got three verses. Okay. <laughs> so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, the Lord was given me in flesh, a message to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Let's go to my next screen. Yeah, verse one, point one. Weakness is powerful. Because it prepares us for our purpose. It's powerful because it prepares us for our purpose. So here Paul is defending his pastoral authority, his apostleship. And he's like, I could brag, but I'm not. And then he tells us a story about God taking him up to the heavenlies. He said, 14 years ago, I was taken up into the heavenlies, into the very presence of God. And it's so funny because he said he don't want to brag. So he talks, he tells a story, third person. I know a man. Yeah, I know a man that was taken up 14 years ago. And so here he was in the very presence of God Almighty. Somebody say, God knows us well. God knows us well. He was taken up in the heavenlies. He heard things that he can't even tell us about. But look what happened. So to keep from becoming conceited, because he must have that ability, right? You know, some of us that can sing real well or, or whatever. Sometimes we, people help us to get a big old head. <laughs> so, so God said to him, uh, so he, Paul explains this to keep me from coming conceited because of what I experienced. Yeah, it was given me a thorn, a thorn in my flesh. He doesn't tell us what the thorn in his flesh was. We don't know what it is. And there's been plenty of theologians and commentators that have been trying to figure it out. 
but nobody's figured it out yet. So he uses this metaphor. It was given me a thorn in my flesh. It was given me, it was given me, it was given me. Yeah, the thorn in the flesh, it was the weakness. Let's look at weakness. Weakness is a lack of strength. Now, the last two days, I'm a little better now. I've had this weakness in my leg. So I've been using this cane. Why? Because I don't have as much strength in my leg, so I need this cane to help me to walk. So Paul said it was giving me this thorn in my flesh, this weakness. I have a lack of strength. Uh, uh, and, and some weaknesses could be a lack of wisdom or, or a defective character quality. And it was given to him to humble him. Yeah, to humble him. So this thorn, we said it's unknown. It's sort of a weakness that was there to torment Paul. Uh, he uses it as a metaphor. But what's really interesting was this verbal phrase, given me. Given me. It was given me. That phrase was given, given <laughs> in the passive, which means the subject is being acted upon. So Paul said it was given me. When God is involved, guess what? It's a divine passive. So that means God gave him or allowed it. It was given me this thorn. And, and he says, uh, a messenger of Satan to harass me. God allowed a messenger of Satan to harass him. Now, some translations will say to buffet me, to harass me, to buffet me. And, and you know what? Those words, especially harass, sounds a little soft because here's what it means. Harass. I even got the Greek word up there, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> harass, it means to beat, to pummel. It's, it's a violent punch that implies humiliating violence. Now, I'm not saying Paul was beat or plummeted, even though that has happened to him. It, it, it's on that level. This weakness is on that level of being beat or violence, being slapped down. So God allowed Satan to harass him. And it was in the present tense. <laughs> you want to know what that means? It was continual. It was continual. I don't know if it was for 14 years, but he said, I got this thorn in my flesh. It was given to me by God and was brought on by a messenger of Satan. And he came to harass me. And it was continual. But why? To keep me from becoming conceited so let's get this straight God allows Satan to harass him continually to mold and to shape him to be used for the kingdom of God 
Oh, come on, somebody ought to say amen. Weakness is powerful because it prepares us for our purpose. Y'all see that? Do y'all see that, though? Yeah. See, he would have been conceited, I'm assuming. He wouldn't have been good for the kingdom of God. So he had to have this thing that was constantly in the back of his head. I don't know if that's why I need these notes. Maybe I had a big head. I, I don't know, but I'm always afraid that I'm going to forget something or <coughs> excuse me, say the wrong thing or I don't know. I'm always afraid. So I always have my notes because that insecurity is always right there hanging on. It won't go away. But yet I'm up here. I'm up here because it's not about me. I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I'm praying that it has prepared me for his purpose. Lord, let your will be done. So our weaknesses that we endure, we're praying. If it's still hanging there, if you haven't totally got rid of it, I, I know sometimes with addictions, you get over them, but if you take one drink, you're right back in it. So it's always hanging on. I, I, I'm praying that your insecurities, whatever they may be, is to prepare you for God's purposes. Somebody say the power of weakness. The power of weakness. So, ladies, how many ladies have had children? Amen. The purpose or the reason a woman can endure pain of childbirth is because we know something good is coming down the pipe, right? <laughs> we know... It's going to be over because it got to come out. And it's going to be beautiful and, it's, and whatever is mine that God gave me and he placed here. And so a, a pain of childbirth is knowing that something good is coming down the pipe. So the woman endures the pain, right? Because it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, so we endure the pain. Uh, we bear the suffering because there's joy within us. Uh, it, in, in the weakness that God gives us, that's his greatest birthing. That's his greatest birthing. There will be joy. The woman becomes the weak vehicle, the weak vehicle through which, through which a baby is birthed. Right, right. So my second point put it on the screen. It says weakness is powerful because the because it provides a vehicle or the vehicle, I'm sorry, that provides us with what we need to endure. Okay. I'm going to say it another way because I didn't like how that came out. Weakness is powerful when, when it becomes the vehicle that provides us with what we need to endure. Let's look at verse 8. Paul said, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. I contend it's a process. It's a process. See, Paul learned that his thorn would not hamper his calling. 
It would not hamper his calling after he had pleaded three times with the Lord. He said, I pleaded. I didn't ask. I pleaded. I begged for the Lord to take it away. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. In other words, you can make do with the grace that you've already received. <laughs> right? You can make do with that grace that you've already received. You see, the power of Christ becomes more visible as it works through our weaknesses. His weakness became a vehicle by which God's grace and, and Christ's power was fully manifested. Yeah, it must have been tough, though, because he begged and pleaded for the Lord to remove it. It must have been tough. Let's look at grace for a minute. When I was in Sunday school, and those of you Sunday school that grew up in Sunday school, we knew the definition of grace, right? What is it? Unmerited favor. That means we couldn't earn it. Guess what? We didn't even seek after it. God gave it to us. He just wanted us to receive it. Yeah. It was unmerited, unearned, unsought gift of salvation. Hallelujah. And so uh, we learned that from the message that God was given, that I'm sorry, Paul was given God's grace and, and it was not even earned. And one thing about grace, what we learned is, is that Salvation comes through grace. But guess what? We're given Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That's that power that's within us that helps us to endure what's going on outside of us. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. <laughs> the power of weakness. So the verse says this, uh, my grace, that salvation, that Holy Ghost power is sufficient. Sufficient. The Greek word is archaeo. It means to be possessed of unfailing strength. It means to be strong. It's to suffice. It's to be enough. Check this out. To be enough as against any danger, hence to defend or ward off. Now remember, he's being harassed continually. But God is like, but see, I done gave you something that's sufficient. It'll help you ward it off. And, and, and the grace that he was given to him, it'll enable you to, to bear the evil that is coming upon you. And so he said to him, in other words, there's no reason why you should ask for it to be removed. Because you have something inside of you to ward it off, to fight it off, to endure it. It is sufficient. And it's given in the present tense. It's continual. It's continual. Just like Satan's over here, grace is over here. 
<laughs> yeah. So God said, I place to give inside of you that'll enable you to endure that weakness. So you don't even have to ask for it to be removed. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power, let's look at power, strength, ability, divine energy, the power or ability to carry out a function. It's so funny because I call her minister. She hasn't been licensed or anything, but minister Connie, whenever she accepts her calling. <laughs> Minister Connie told me the same verse this morning. I was like, girl, you all in my, my uh, sermon. The power or ability to carry out a function. Luke 10 and 19 says, behold, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, not literally. Don't go out there treading on no snakes, y'all. It's probably a metaphor, okay? I have given you the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and I've given you the authority over all power of the enemy. And nothing, I mean no thing, nothing shall hurt you. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness it's completed it's made perfect in weakness so I have this cane here power in weakness I don't know how to use it that well but when I use it right it is powerful <laughs> so I could hardly put weight on this leg for the last two days I'm a little better but look, I think this is what God is saying. It's still here. It's still weak. But I got something. I got some power. <laughs> I got some power. Yeah, it's helping me. Yeah, it's helping me to endure this hurt leg. <laughs> it's helping me to get where I need to go. Maybe not as fast, but I'm getting there. Yeah, it's sufficient. It's enough. It's enough to do what I need to do. Weakness is powerful. Yeah. God uses the same power that we have in us. He uses the same power to redeem us. That's how powerful it is. He uses it to redeem us. He uses it to preserve us. And guess what? He's going to use it in our glorification. Yeah, because one day he's coming back again and we're going to be in a glorified state. We're going to be caught up in the sky and we're going to change to our glorified bodies with this same power. We have this power within us. Ah, if we could get that, it's life-saving. It's life-transforming power. God's power. And it made Paul complete. And it's all he needs. And God is saying, you don't even have to ask for me to remove this. Because I'm not. Because 
giving you what you need to be sustained. Yeah. The next time you're tormented by a thorn, acknowledge it. Admit it. Admit that you have it. Pray and ask God to remove it because that's what Paul did. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't remove it, sit back and watch God work. That's what, that's an amen. Come on, that's an amen. If he don't remove it, sit back and watch him work. <laughs> because weakness is only powerful when it becomes the vehicle that provides us with what we need to endure. Yeah, amen. And so uh, I'm coming on the last. I'm looking at 9b to verse 10. It says this, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. He didn't say I was happy. I'm content. I can endure it. Right? Why? Because when I'm weak, then I am strong. When I think about this verse, I think of two things. One, the first thing came to mind, y'all remember the color purple? When uh, Miss Sophia had gotten beaten up and she was working for that Miss uh, Millie. Miss Millie, that's right. And she was in that store. She couldn't read. That was her weakness. But Miss Millie gave her a list of groceries. And she was just looking at it. And here come Miss Seeley. Miss Seeley grabbed that list and got her her groceries. And then uh, a little while later, another scene, they were sitting at the table. And, and she was just sitting there quietly. And then all of a sudden, she started getting happy. And she said, I just want to thank Miss Seeley. She said, because when I was uh, uh, shopping for Miss Millie, I was feeling kind of low. And, 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 and I seen Miss uh, Seeley, she said, and I knowed. No, she didn't say I seen her. I seed her. I seed Miss Seeley, and I knowed there was a God. <laughs> I knowed there was a God because weakness is powerful. And I didn't even read that last. Uh, go to the next screen. I'm sorry, y'all. This was a good one. I got excited. <laughs> weakness is powerful because it makes us aware of the active presence of Jesus. Yeah, Miss Sophia, she was down. But when she seen Seely, she said, I know there was a God. Yeah, it's powerful because it's the awareness of the active presence of Jesus. Yeah, the power of Christ depends, descends on us to live in us, to work through us. And, and I also was thinking about my husband when he had, he had suffered cancer for about... I don't know, nine years, nine or ten years. Uh, but every day, he'd get up early in the morning, get dressed, and he'd hobble out to that car, and he'd make his way downtown to DPS, Denver Fuller School, and he was a manager, and he'd manage his people 
every day until the day he went into the hospital. And the only reason he didn't go back is because he left this place. If you saw him, you saw the active presence of Christ. He would go to that cancer center and they take his blood and it would be good. And they say, what are you doing? You know what he would say? I'm healed. He said, that's because I'm healed. And he'd come home and take that medicine and get up the next day and go to work. So much vacation time. I got a little nice change from that. <laughs> he didn't never take off. You know, and he would be telling me, why are you always off? Because I'm giving away my vacation time. <laughs> right? Right? But weakness is powerful. It's powerful. What's going on inside of us is what God has put there to help us endure what's going on around us. So the Holy Spirit was keeping him. It was keeping him to walk through his sickness, his weakness. <sighs> power and weakness. Come on, worship team. There's power and weakness. Come on. God gives us the power, right, to walk right. He gives us the power to talk right. He gives us the power to live right. He gives us the power to move right, okay? He gives us the power to love right. He gives us the power to do right. He gives us the power to endure. He gives us the power to stand up. He gives us the power to sit down when we need to, amen? He gives us the power to press on, and he gives us the power to press in. He gives us the power to get up the power to run on and he gives us the power to move forward the songwriter said it like this there's power power wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb there is power power wonder working power in the precious hallelujah blood of the lamb Hallelujah. And so this week when you go home, remember that your weakness is uh, uh, powerful because God is preparing it and using it to prepare you for his purpose. And it becomes a vehicle for God to uh, help us to endure. Okay. And it also makes us aware of the presence of God. Amen. So imagine Imagine what would happen in our communities, in our homes, the places where we love, live. Imagine what would happen instead of fighting off those weaknesses. I'm not saying accept them, but I am saying seek and admit them. Ask God to remove it, and when he don't, when he don't, know that he's using it to shape and make and form you for the upbuilding of his kingdom. So imagine this world if we would all be used by the Lord, if we would just take our little power <laughs> yeah, limp on with it and do what God told us to do. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord, for this time of sharing. I thank you, Lord, for showing us that even in our weaknesses, even in the things that we have uh, to, to deal with, Lord, that we can endure it because you, Lord, live within us. You rest within us, Lord, and we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, we magnify you. Hallelujah and amen.